At ASDefense.com, we were already selling the best knife brands in the world when law enforcement approached us about making them a knife. And so, the ASD Centurion was born. Centurion is made of tough D2 tool steel, has a full plane edge, and fully serrated spine. It's like having two knives in one. Centurion also has a gut hook, skull crusher, and storage inside the handle. Get your ASD Centurion today at ASDefense.com. That's ASDefense.com. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. By the way, I want to thank Second Amendment Arms and Range, our sponsor. And it is the Defensive Pistol Open League Night, which is co-ed, by the way. Go to secondamendmentarms.net for more information about that and how you can participate, learn some great new skills, hang out with some great people. South Bend schools get $5.5 million to recruit teachers and partner with IUSB. Uh, Let's see. South Bend Community School Corporation received a $5.5 million federal grant to help the district educate, recruit, and retain teachers. Qualified students will earn their bachelor's degrees from Indiana University South Bend and have their master's degrees paid for in exchange for a three-year commitment to teach in South Bend schools. Now, for the record, I have been a big proponent of programs like this. Uh, Other school districts around the country in order to get people to stick it out, have had programs like this. Um, so basically, you, if you go through the school system and you go to IUSB, get your teaching degree, if you promise to commit, you know, uh, what, uh, three years, I think I said it was, if you promise to commit um, a three-year, yeah, three-year commitment to teach in South Bend schools, they'll pay for your education. And we have brought this program up numerous times over the years on this show. I would like to think that somebody somewhere in South Bend heard it and said, that's not a bad idea coming from the crazy right winger over there. But I honestly have no idea if uh, anybody got the idea from listening to this program because I promoted this program many times. Uh, IU South Bend is excited to partner with the South Bend Community School Corporation on this federal teacher quality Partnership Grant, that is the IUSB Chancellor, Susan Elrod. Uh, The project demonstrates how two institutions can work together to address a critical need in the community. In this case, providing a pool of high-quality educators committed to teaching in South Bend schools. Now, one of the things that South Bend has a problem with is retaining people in general. People who grow up here, who might even go to school here because it's cheaper, leave. People who come to town to go to the University of Notre Dame, they graduate, then they do what? They leave. Nobody stays. Nobody stays in South Bend. So this helps with that. You get your schooling paid for. You teach for three years. And there you go. Now, there's a couple of things that that might be problematic and might be concerning to some people. We'll get to that here in just a couple of minutes. So the grant is for five years. It addresses a, quote, need to recruit and retain elementary, middle, high school, and special education teachers in South Bend. South Bend has struggled to attract qualified teachers 
which has forced administrators to turn to alternatives, namely filling jobs with people with emergency teaching certificates who are not qualified to teach in the grade and or subject levels to which they're assigned. Can we just go full stop for a second? Might that be why people are fleeing the South Bend School Corporation for other school districts surrounding it? Might that be a reason why the quality of education in South Bend schools is no bueno? Could it be? Now, how frequently, when we are talking about the quality of South Bend schools, the need for funding, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, how often do they bring up the fact that they are populating the classroom with underqualified teachers? Anybody? Bueller? No, excuse me. Mueller? Mueller? I know. The, the mayor doesn't have anything to do with it. I just, I had to throw in the Mueller, Bueller reference. What's that? Especially the brand new one. I know. I know. It's not fair to him, but, you know, I can't help it if the Democrats keep nominating people whose names are easy to make fun of. It's not my, not my problem. Trust me, I have plenty of Haas jokes if Sean had one, too. It was going to happen. Every time he calls, like, what's up, Haas? <laughs> uh, but it didn't happen. It wasn't to be. A month into the school year in September, South Bend had 16 teaching jobs still open, while other local school districts, including the school seat of Mishawaka, Penharris Madison School Corporation, were fully staffed. And again, both are better school systems. I don't know what the salary issue is with Mishawaka and Penn versus South Bend, though. I don't know what. And honest, I don't have it in front of me, okay? Um, if there is a pay gap in South Bend schools are paid a lot less than those schools, and that's something that would need to be addressed, obviously. Um, but what these grants also allow people to do, here's the downside. What these grants allow these school systems to do is they can fill these these voids that they have, absolutely. But they also allow for school districts, and I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I'm just saying that I've seen this happen in the past with these programs, which generally are of benefit, okay? What they allow the school systems to do is say, well, we're bringing in all of these new teachers because we're paying for their education, which means all of you older teachers who are um, who have been around and have master's degrees that we're paying a lot more money, guess what? We can go ahead and get you out of here. So you let them go, um, give them retirement early sometimes, and then you replace them with younger teachers that cost you less money, Okay. So I've seen that happen many times as well. Now, South Bend has vacancies that they need to fill first. So those will have to be filled first, and then we'll start seeing the shuffling of personnel in order to save dollars. As of Wednesday, 24 teaching positions, both full-time and part-time substitutes, were open in South Bend schools, according to the district's website. The shortage in South Bend mirrors the state trend in 2018. Survey by Indiana State University found that 91% of polled superintendents reported that their school districts were experiencing a teacher shortage last fall. Now, I also want to throw in there that part of this is the flawed premise that you need to have this super low uh, teacher-student ratio. Now, again, that's really, really beneficial in elementary school, not so much in the junior high and high school level, Okay, according to the research. And the theory behind this is based on one study, the Tennessee study that has that was done in the 70s, was updated 
the they actually updated the people who conducted the study updated it several years later and they concluded that there is not a huge benefit to the low teacher to student ratio that becomes a problem if the school district say doesn't get rid of disruptive students because then absolutely there's a problem there uh, but with young kids you generally see a much better a much better um uh, uh, output, if you will, in educational quality, if the teacher is able to devote time to to youngsters who typically require more attention than high school and junior high school students do, generally, depending on who they are, where they are, etc. Uh, let's see. In an effort to fill those gaps, coursework in the IUSB graduate program will emphasize science, technology, math, urban populations, and literacy. Uh, up to 20 teachers a year are eligible to participate in the program. It will begin at IUSB in the spring semester when students in the School of Education begin their student teaching. So this, what, 100 teachers, I guess, is what they're going to do. And so over this five-year period where you have these 100 teachers getting pushed out of this program, if it maxes out, of course, um, they will have to stay in South Bend for three years. Now, keep in mind, South Bend has 16 full-time positions open. And they get 20 of these teachers per year. So they'll fill those 16. And then what you might start seeing is some of the teachers that have been around for a while, uh, they get pushed out. And I hope if that happens, I hope that they are pushed out with, you know, an early retirement package or something of that nature, as opposed to just being cut loose. But ultimately, I guess we'll see. Bob, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hey, thanks for having me, Casey. What's up? Um, this, is, this is a pretty... Uh, uh, hot topic in South Bend, to be honest. I went to South Bend schools. Um, my children, for a brief time, went to South Bend schools. And for years, um, it, you always just get the feeling, when I was a student, I got the feeling that the teachers and the counselors and the principals were there to punch clock yep. and get a paycheck. And then when I became a parent, I had the same feeling. Um, I mean, there's fights every single day in every one of these schools, and that's why parents move their kids or lie about their addresses to get them to go to Mishawaka or St. Joe or Penn. And it's it, it's really repugnant. And there really there there are some good teachers there, mm -hmm. but the problem is they're overwhelmed with policies where they can't teach, they they can't do their job. As an example, you know, students. You know, they get into fights. Teacher can't even break it up. Right. Well, guess what? There's fights every single day in these schools, right? Well, so and then and then what it, we have to do, like, you remember? I think it was was it Clay where the student tried to throw the teacher down the stairs a couple of years ago. Yeah, the my, teacher my had to lay on them. My stepdaughter went to that school, Casey. I, I I'm very aware. Yeah. So the teacher had to lay on the kid, and then guess what? We had protests. Out. Oh, he can't manhandle the student. The student tried to throw him down the stairs. He can't he can't take that student down and hold them until security gets. It's ridiculous. So yeah, part of this and this is again, this is nationwide, Bob, you're 100 percent right. Um, if you are given the proper tools as an educator to remove problem kids from your classroom, you don't need to have that really low student to teacher ratio. But you have to be able to get those problem kids out of the classroom. And that varies by district to district. And if you're telling me and I've heard this many times before that South Bend doesn't allow teachers the ability to remove these problem students, then it's just going to continue to perpetuate and be an issue. And that's going to wear down on the teachers. They're not going to want to show up because they have to deal with these, you know, these little snots every single day. 
and it's going to ruin their day. I mean, nobody nobody performs well when they don't like their job. Absolutely. That, that goes for any profession. And, you know, you look at other schools in the area, they don't have that problem. It's always South Bend. And the reason for that, in my opinion, growing up here, having kids that went to these schools, I went to these schools, it's, it, it really comes from top down. If you have one good teacher, they can only make a difference in their classroom. And maybe with one other teacher that they buddy up with in, in the break room or something. It, it, it's got to come from the policies, from the superintendent, from the principal, to allow these people to teach, to educate, to discipline, yeah. to, to mold our young people to do good in life instead of just letting them run amok. It's and there's insane. And there's been some questions about the way that they've handled discipline, too, because South Bend went with this race-based discipline thing a few years ago, and a lot of people have had some complaints about that also. Hey, Bob, I'm running late, but I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jason. Right. Love you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. We'll take more phone calls coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Got this text message here. And uh, where did you go? Where did you go? Where did you go? Casey, I just, all capitals. I literally just got into my car after leaving my job as a South Bend Community School Corporation public high school teacher. 20 years ago, when I started in the corporation, people were promised loan payoffs for teaching in an urban school, but I know that not everyone got what was promised. All that glitters is not gold. We will see how we will see what the IUSB partnership does for the corporation. I may be one of those who gets forced out with the early retirement. I certainly hope that that doesn't happen, but in my experience, I have seen that happen uh, where these, these types of programs have gone into place before. It's a way to save money. Um, and it's ultimately may be a good move for the school districts, obviously not a good move for the people that are uh, pushed out if that happens. And I certainly hope that if it does happen, it happens in a, in a way that is beneficial to you. Roland, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. What's up, Casey? How you doing? I was just listening with interest with, uh, to the gentleman on before me, and I had a lot of the same thoughts that you and he expressed until my wife came here and she works in the school system extensively. And mm-hmm. I was trying to get her because I prefer she call in and, and kind of explain what I'm going to talk about. Teachers in South Bend have a lot of leeway in how to kick kids out of class. Okay. They have a special designation called other under other. There have been 1600 that they've counted different things that kids got kicked out of school that weren't official policies, mm-hmm. but something that the teacher said, this is disturbing me. So my wife has had clients, one who was nervous and he was tapping his pencil, got suspended for days mm. because he was tapping a pencil. Another kid wore what he thought was a sweater, but it had a zipper. It was made like sweater material, but it had a zipper. The teacher insisted it was a jacket and told him to take it off. He says, this is a sweater. He wouldn't take it off. They kicked him out of school. Okay, they've had kids been put in uh, isolation in JJC for these things called other. 
that are nonviolent, that are not disrupting the class. It's a lot of these kids have mental and developmental issues. So then it goes back to being the other problem now are right. teachers getting kids out of the classroom to, you know, uh, right. with too and much. One very, yeah. one very high profile case of, was affect, was the kid was affected, was the one who had the sweater on. He's doing life in prison now, treated as an adult because he was the kid that was kicked out for wearing a sweater that he thought was, uh, they thought was a jacket. And he was home from school. Instead of being in school, he ended up being taken part in something and ended up getting a double like the double forty five year sentence. Now I'm gonna also tell you I've got another friend who's in a battle with his schools because he couldn't afford high speed internet for his kids and his daughter went to school and said, I, I can't do this report, we don't have internet and the teacher tells her, Well, I'm sorry that your father doesn't know how to take care of you and get you what you need for school. So this is the kind of attitude some of these teachers have, too. And this is a personal friend, so I know that what he says is true. So the the, the teachers have a lot of leeway, too. Okay, so the teachers may have too much leeway in South Bend. So what? how does a program like this then benefit? Does it give South Bend School Corporation more more leverage to remove those teachers that maybe have checked out now or just trying to get kids out of the classroom? Or, I mean, does it help South Bend schools at all? What's your interpretation of this? What, what I feel the problem is the administrators are crazy, too, to be quite honest. Uh, my wife has told me horror stories of a principal that basically almost had a meltdown when she was there representing one of her clients. You know, and, they, and she and the mother are looking at the lady. So they've got an administration problem, too. And my wife is, goes to all the talks with Todd uh, events, and she doesn't have a very high opinion of him either. So they're, they, they've got some problems from the top on down, and I don't know what they're going to do to fix it, but it's why people are leaving the school system. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, said so there's two school systems people flee, and South Bend's one of them. There's, it's yep. unfortunate. So, and they go right next door where they don't have a problem keeping teachers at all. Right. So Exactly. All right. so, uh, I appreciate the info. I to bring up, though. Okay. Thank, thank you very much. All right. All right. Take all right. care, man. 574-25-95-95-3. Gabe, welcome to the program. You get the final word. Hey, it's been a while, man. Yeah, it has. What's up? Um, well, I'm a school bus driver in Niles, okay. Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say it's not just the teachers. It's also the school bus drivers because we've had people come up here looking for work. And South Bend's gotten so bad and being short of bus drivers that they've actually come to us for help on more than one occasion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like we've actually just hired a guy recently, um, who worked in South Bend formerly. He was a, a bus driver and he, I guess he like got to the breaking point, especially with the students and their behavior. He decided to come up here because they weren't given enough to deal with that kind of behavior on top of it all. Well, um, since I've been here eight years, there has been an issue with South Bend's busing. Mm-hmm. And I know that it predates me coming to town because when I got here my first year and I was talking, I was like, how in the world? Because I think the story that first year that I was here was like the kid was left on the bus the entire the entire route was never dropped off. And they found the kid in the yard or uh, oh, wow. something like that. And it was I, I don't remember all of the details or because the, the way that you guys do busing here is a little strange to me, but. So forgive me if I, I, if I answer that for you. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if I get some um, things wrong, you know, don't 
don't uh, hold well, it against well, me. But oh, I understand. Well, uh, just really quick um, because I know you're doing time. But uh, the the first thing is like our busing system is a contracting company. It is not really a part of the school system. Right. They're they're hiring us to do bus, and we have our own set of standards and regulations. Okay. Um, and in regards to the last caller. Um, because I had what I was going to say, but then I heard what he was talking about. And the thing is, is that the door swings both ways in, the, in terms of people accusing each other, but mm. each case is literally its own individual thing because sometimes teachers, I bet they just get so overloaded with dealing so much at one time that they accidentally go off on someone who is not really, you know, doing anything wrong. Like I've done it before. I've had a whole bus of, you know, students that were misbehaving and I wound up directing, you know, by giving directions to the one student who wasn't doing anything yeah. and it was a mistake, but like it happens sometimes to where you're putting up with so much that you wind up going the wrong way with how you go about sure, it. Sure. And, and I also, when I first started this job, I started in Ben Harbor school bus driving and I came down here to Niles. I even transferred down here for to help them out and I just said, you know what, I'm just gonna move down here and stay down here because um it was about when they were losing all their board of directors in Benton Harbor. Right. Is when I started. And I like I'm a young dude. I'm only in my twenties doing this job. And I've done it for a few years. Yeah. Well I mean it was it probably a wise move getting out of Benton Harbor. Um but I mean yeah I've got I've got relatives who have been bus drivers and a lot of friends who are bus drivers. So you know I've I've got I've got a bit of a soft spot for for you folks because I know what you have to put up with and deal with as well. It's not an easy job. People think it is, but it's not. That's well, a lot in a short amount of time, and we can only do so much. Exactly. Especially the Ben Harbor one, like that was a doozy because, like, uh, I don't want to like play it that way, but like I was like only one of two white bus drivers, sure. and like the students. Well, that know, becomes yeah, that becomes an issue. You know, you don't look yeah. like you don't look like the kids, and it it can certainly be a problem. Well, I'll tell you what, Gabe, right. I got to run. I got to get to Fox News, but I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And uh, you take care, okay? You as well. All right. So, this, you know, again, it, there's a lot of work that has to be done in South Bend schools. Now, I'm hopeful that a program like this gives them at least a, a pretty good talent pool. Uh, if nothing else, if you wanted to go into education, this gives you an opportunity to get your schooling paid for, you know, and maybe you do three years in, in hard labor in South Bend and then you leave and go get. And go get a better teaching job, you know, anywhere else in the country. Uh, we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. You know, one of the, uh, one of the funny moments when Donald Trump Jr. went on The View. And, <laughs> I mean, he... He and Kimberly uh, Guilfoyle, I always butcher her name, um, they they just savaged the ladies of The View, just savaged them. Every time they said something, they had to, they had to come back. And at one point, Joy Behar was talking about the, uh, your, pres- your dad is, uh, you know, attacking Mexicans coming across the border. And, of course, that's been used, that lie has been used for years. And... <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. came back. He's like, you wore blackface. What are you talking about my dad being racist? I'm paraphrasing. And I didn't wear blackface. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, it was covered at quite a bit. And so 50, well, I guess it'd be 60 minutes ago now, Donald Trump Jr. tweeted out that Joy Behar is uh, catching flack for 
uh, for wearing blackface. And he, he said, enjoy the cancel culture you created. And yeah, she did. People forget that. She dressed as, uh, I believe the quote was, I dressed as a beautiful black woman at a Halloween party. And I, I colored my, I curled, you know, wore a wig or curled my hair or something like that. And I darkened my skin slightly darker than, than it is now. And <clears throat> so, uh, so here's, here's what I'm going to do to just help all of you with this. I'm just going to upload a photo of Joy Behar in blackface to Facebook right now uh, with the headline from the old Jezebel article uh, with Joy Behar dressed in blackface. Okay, so hold on a second. Joy Behar dressed as a black woman. Because now Joy Behar... <clears throat> hold on. Oh, should I put that in there? Okay, I'll do the quotes. Uh, B-A-U-tiful black woman. Okay, there you go. Um, so I, I have now shared that at Facebook.com slash Casey the host. For those of you who have never seen it, again, this is the same lady who said Black Friday was racist. <laughs> but it was just such a funny exchange. It said you have to watch the clips of this thing. I, I don't know that I would encourage you to watch the entire thing. You can if you if you want. I, I can't get through like five minutes of that show. I go nuts. Like we were just listening to one soundbite here in the studio. And I'm pretty sure that Joe's ear started bleeding. And he's a little bit more accepting of the view than I think I am. So maybe not. But it's, she did this. And she's, I didn't dress in blackface. Remember, if you dress up, if you're a white person, and she is, if you dress up as a black person, you're in blackface. That's the rule. We didn't make the rules. Liberals like Joy Behar did. I think that that little boy who a couple of years ago dressed up as Martin Luther King because he wanted to honor him when they said to dress up as an, as an historical figure that you admire, and he chose Martin Luther King Jr. Little white boy did, and he dressed up like him. Well, a little white boy can't dress up like Martin Luther King Jr. with white skin, can he? So he put on some makeup to be Martin Luther King Jr., and he was savaged for it. His parents were savaged for it, for being racist. He literally picked an historical figure that he admired and he was destroyed for it. Little kids running around dressing up as the Black Panther. People were saying it was racist for those little kids to dress up like the Black Panther. Now, of course, uh, to the actor's credit, I forget his name, my apologies. The actor's credit, actually, I think it was the, the guy who played the Black Panther and the guy who played the, uh, the rival who also played in Creed. Um, I think they both came out and said, if the kid wants to dress up as the Black Panther, let him dress up as the Black Panther. Is that what they said? Just don't paint his skin black? Yeah, I'm okay or, with If you're dressing up as Martin Luther King Jr., there's no way around that, right? But if you dress up as the Black Panther, you have a costume. So you know what's going on. Just like if you're you know, a black kid dressing up as Batman, you don't need to wear white makeup. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being a black kid dressing up as Batman, okay? It, nobody has an issue with that. But all of a sudden, a white kid dresses up like the Black Panther... And it's, you know, some kind of a racial scandal or something. Like I said, we didn't set the rules. People like Joy Behar did. And they have a platform where they go out there and they tell people who do these types of things that they should be fired, they should be shunned, they should be attacked, and that sort of thing. And then here she is, she's doing it. And so he reminded everybody when he was on The, the View, you wore blackface. Goes, no, I didn't. And then guess what happens? 
the internet always remembers, ladies and gentlemen, the pictures come back, the articles come back where people were shocked and offended by it. The video of her admitting to doing it comes back. Even Whoopi Goldberg, I know blackface. That wasn't blackface. Yes, it was. By definition and the standard that you have all made, that is blackface. You are not allowed to change the skin color of your skin to dress up as a different race. That is cultural appropriation. It is considered to be racist, period, end of story. You're not even allowed to wear a sombrero if you want to do anything um, in celebration of Mexican culture if you're a white, white person. You can't do it. So it's it's kind of kind of funny, but he nailed them on that and, and many other things. So it's kind of interesting. So if, if you want to have a good laugh, definitely watch some of those clips from Donald Trump Jr. just savaging the women of The View today. All right, uh, we got, actually, I think I, I went a little bit long there. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Had a lot of people. They keep reaching out to me and going, how do I get this awesome lotion you endorse, Casey? Well, this stuff is phenomenal. Natural CBD lotion. In fact, I had to use it again last night. There's something going on with the uh, the muscles in my neck. I may have to go back and get another injection. I usually have to get some kind of an anti-inflammatory steroid injection or something like that in my uh, shoulder and neck. So I may have to be going back and doing that. But in the meantime, it keeps me up and affects my sleep. It hurts very badly. And the only thing that provides me any kind of relief is the CBD lotion. Prior to me getting this product, I was unable to really have any relief. I just have to stand up, maybe go out in the living room, not go back to bed, just kind of rub it out and uh, massage it, but it it doesn't always work. Um, So this lotion helps with that. And if you look at the research on CBD, you will see the mountain of research that shows that it helps with with aches and pains, and sometimes it even helps with insomnia and things of that nature too. But there's a lot of benefits with CBD. And this is a lotion too, so it also soothes and moisturizes the skin, and it's not going to be all like super oily and things like that like you would get with the CBD oil. You get 250 or 500 milligrams of full-spectrum CBD. That's what you want in a CBD product. You don't want isolate. You want full-spectrum. I cannot stress this enough. Isolate is an inferior product. You want full-spectrum CBD to get the full restorative benefits of the product. It is THC-free. You're not going to fail any drug tests or anything like that. People keep asking me about that. But here's the big thing. Not only do you get up to 500 milligrams and you get a 4-ounce, 120-milliliter bottle, which is a lot bigger than the competition, but it's only $19.99 for the 500-milligram varieties, and you can get them in lavender or unscented. So it's affordable. It's a fraction of the cost of of its competitors with a larger bottle, and you get the highest-quality CBD in 500 milligrams. It's just an amazing product. Go check it out, allnaturalcbd.org. Allnaturalcbd.org. Use coupon code KC10 to save 10%. You can also pick it up at any local eCig Works location. Allnaturalcbd.org. And again, coupon code KC10. All right, 574 25 95 95 3. 
An Arizona politician has been charged in human trafficking and an adoption scheme. This is ugly. An Arizona elected official ran a human smuggling scheme that promised pregnant women thousands of dollars to lure them from a Pacific Island nation to the United States where they were crammed into houses to wait to give birth, sometimes with little or no prenatal care, according to prosecutors. Now, again, um, innocent until proven guilty and everything, but the allegations here are heinous. I have told you about this happening in the Southwest, where I am from, all of my life. They frequently involve people from Mexico or south of the border, but there's a lot from the Pacific Islands and the Chinese, particularly, get taken advantage of trying to escape China. Paul Peterson is a Republican assessor for Arizona's most populous county. He was charged in Utah, Arizona, and Arkansas with counts including human smuggling, sale of a child, fraud, forgery, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The charges span about three years. They involve some 75 adoptions. Investigators also found eight pregnant women from the Marshall Islands in raids of his properties outside of Phoenix, and several more are waiting to give birth in Utah, according to the authorities. If this is, I mean, it sounds like they have this guy dead to rights. If this is true, fry him. Just fry him. There's no room for this type of stuff. Told you before, doesn't matter what party. People who support this stuff are pro-indentured servitude and worse, period. It can't not be tolerated. It can't be accepted in our society. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Join us on Discord if you're a member or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Casey the host.